Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Baird of Texas podcast. As usual, I am the host, Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Baird of Texas, and it's my honor and privilege to welcome you, formerly known as the Critical Broncos fan, although he is still the War Bronco, but he is now the Pro Football Explorer. I give yep. to you New Jersey's finest, Mr. John Misak. John, what is up, brother? I am doing really well today. Uh, yeah, uh, the new name of Pro Football Explorer. I'm mostly just doing what I have done as the Critical Broncos fan is more of being an unbiased fan of uh, seeing how these teams play out. Um, and I'm honestly very honored to join Alex Alakazaz for Cowboys Talk. Well, it's, it's interesting that I have you because last time I did was to preview my Cowboys versus your Broncos, and we all know how that played out. Now, no oh, yeah. preseason games are meaningless, but you know, honestly, I just wanted to have you back on the show because you're a great guy. You've been so supportive, especially with, with my gaming. And I'm sorry yep. I can't go live anymore, but I can't. You know, things have just been kind of going wild. But I've been putting up so much content. I know you've been watching, so I appreciate it. But since the Cowboys and Broncos mm-hmm. are playing this weekend, you know what? Who cares if it's preseason? I just want to have you back. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'm actually glad to be back and uh, ready for more NFL football. Yeah, so it's the preseason, so, I mean, I'll, I'm probably going to try to watch. Okay, I'll, I will watch the entire game, but I probably should at first. I'll probably be like, okay, this is cool. And then when the backups go in, I'm like, okay, it's the backups. But then when the third the, the third strings come in, I'm like, it's still going to be important as a journalist because i got to see who's who's making the opportunity because, you know, who's going to make the team. But... It's just mm-hmm. going to be tough. But, you know, Cowboys, for me, you know, it's, it's going to be just another – it's going to be a bad season, I, I feel like, you know, because of, of, of all the, the situations, and I'll get to that in a little bit. But before yeah. I, I, I get too deep, I'd like to remind everybody that Cowboys Talk is proudly partnered with Fanatics, and that Fanatics is your number one place for fan apparel. Fanatics offers over 500,000 items from all the top brands from the NFL, the NBA, MLB, NHL, and so much more. And for all you pro wrestling fans out there, WBShop.com is now part of the Fanatics experience, so you can get your favorite sportswear as well as pro wrestling merch from Fanatics. The link's in the description. Use them now, folks. Take advantage of the best deals possible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Cowboys talk about that, but, you know, and of course, I should probably you know, wait for the opportunity to get my own Cowboys gear because I haven't bought any of it in such a long time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of people really believe I turned my back on the team. Like, I love the Cowboys, but here's the deal. I'm just not going to do the same thing that fans do every year. I'm sure you've heard it all the time. This yep. is our year. I'm like, it's not enough. Stop embarrassing, you're embarrassing the hell out of yourself. How the hell is Dallas going to win the Super Bowl? Yeah. Hey, winning the Super Bowl is hard in general, so... Can't really uh, put too much uh, blame on it. I always make a joke. The last time the Cowboys were winning Super Bowls, there were two horny people in the White House. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's, 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 just a, it's just a way to just poke fun of it. But, yeah, I mean, it's, oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it was a 19 – well, it was 1996, I think, but it was a 95 season. But we all know how the – I think Jerry Maguire was out at that time. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, so this Saturday – it's going to be the preseason. I mean, for me, I don't expect our starters to play. I mean, I expect Prescott maybe to play one series, and that's it. I imagine Russell yeah. Wilson's definitely going to play a series or two, but I expect the starters to just have it be in there for a cup of coffee, and then it's going to be kind of like the backups and then the reserves. But I'm still going to have to keep yeah. an eye out. 
Oh, yeah. I'm very interested to see if Russ does play a series kind of like Dak Prescott because he is new to the Broncos offense with the new coaching staff from Seattle, new weapons, new line, just new everything. Uh, Even though that has been a thing with Denver for a big portion of my fandom as a Broncos fan. And I expect, you know, hopefully we get better hopefully more motivated, but I'm very intrigued to see how our backups do because having good depth is very important for uh, these preseason games. No doubt, no doubt. And speaking of the, uh, you know, the difficulty, I mean, you mentioned all the time, especially in my gaming streams of all the quarterbacks that have been here and there in Denver, you know, for the past, you know, maybe half a decade or so. <laughs> I mean, ever since Peyton Manning retired, I mean, to say that the Broncos have not been able to find the guy, well, that's a tough understatement. Oh, my God. You, you have no idea. I think it all started when we traded for Mark Sanchez in that offseason. The butt fumble in Denver. I think that was from the Dallas. I think it was a trade from Dallas. No, Mark Sanchez was a Philadelphia Eagle. Oh, that's right, because I know that he was he was he spent the twenty sixteen season in Dallas, and I guess after that he must have gone back to Philly. Um, yeah, I think it was more of that he was in Philly when Foles got injured, and then uh, traded to Denver, got released uh, before the season began, and then signed with Dallas as a backup, and then ultimately retired. Oh no, um, I think he was the backup for Chicago for a season. Wherever he was, I mean, Mark Sanchez was just really no use to anybody. No. It's a shame, too. I mean, you know, his first two seasons were great. You know, went to the back-to-back AFC championship games. You know, unfortunately, came up short both times. Sometimes I just mm-hmm. I say that. I think Mark Sanchez left college too early. I think he should have stayed at least one more season. The same thing with, oh, definitely. with Johnny Manziel. I think sometimes when you leave college early like that, it, it's going to bite you It's gonna bite you right in the butt. But either way, I mean, anything can happen in the NFL. But, but yeah, yeah. I, mean, the, I mean, you have your laundry list. Since uh, Peyton Manning, you know, retired ever since the Super Bowl triumph in 2015. Oh my God! It 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 was a mess, a major mess from Sanchez to Lynch to Simeon to Keenum to Flacco to Locke to uh, Rippin's uh, nephew uh, Jeff Driscoll, Teddy Bridgewater, Kenton Linton. It just goes on and on. Uh, I, yeah, I think I hide under my desk each season, just thinking, can this end right now? I mean, it, it, it's, it's it's tough on both of us, but in your case, you know, since since my Cowboys last won a Super Bowl, your Broncos have won three. 97, yeah. 98, and 2015. At least you guys draft good quarterbacks, or mm, find good know. quarterbacks. I mean, or, or, so, or so we think. I mean... I'm still loyal to Tony. I mean, everybody was like, you know, if you hate Dak, why do you love Tony so much? But because I always like to remind everybody, when Dak came on the scene, he had everything. The offensive line, the weapons. Yep. Tony never had an offensive line. Tony never had a defense, okay? Not until 2014, yeah. at least. So stop, you know, getting on my stop getting on my quarterback that broke his broke his collarbone twice, his back, got injured for this team, and gets ridiculed by the fans who really just don't know anything about the game. Prescott came yeah. here, had everything, made nothing out of it. Had Tony had everything, Tony probably—I'm I'm sure Tony would, would have at least made it to an, AFC, an NFC Championship game. Yeah, uh, I think with Tony Romo, it's just like I think he is 
much more underrated in terms of like how he does in the regular season. I think being Dallas, being the high end media market, it just like puts a ton of pressure on any person, not just Dallas Cowboys. I think Texas Longhorns, Texas A and M, your automata, uh, Amata in uh, North Texas. Which is so hard because I would say Texas with all these major programs, as you mentioned, the Texas program, A&M, Texas Tech, mm-hmm. Texas Christian University, which is uh, which is up, uh, which is near, near uh, down the road from me, about 30 minutes, but it depends on the traffic, but it's construction and yep. traffic, and people that just don't know how to drive, that's Texas for you. Yeah, it's hard for those, when those schools take all the best players, it's hard for North Texas to really be able to recruit, but I think it has slightly mm-hmm. improved lately. I mean, North Texas is a great school. But, you know, it, it, the football team, you know, it's, eh, it, it's tough, but yeah. I, I, you know, I'm still loyal to them, and I'm not so uh, critical of them, but, but yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it is tough, I mean, especially in the market, because it's Texas, it's football, I mean, football in the state of Texas is more than religion, so. It's like, it's like, uh, it's almost like seeing Jesus on the field for them or something. Pretty much, I mean, <laughs> most, town, most towns in Texas are football towns, I mean, some are probably more baseball towns than others, but. I would say overall it's football. So, yeah, you know, go back to Tony being under all that pressure. But it was, oh, yeah. it was tough. I mean, and I already made, I already made the vow. If Dak Prescott somehow wins this rule for Dallas, I'll own up to it. And by owning yep. up to it, I'll, not, I'll invite him to this show, and I'll apologize to him. Oh, yeah. I, it will happen. If, if, it, if Dak Prescott does that, I will do it. I don't know how I'm going to be able to oh, yeah. invite on the show, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find it. I'm going to find a way. Yeah, I know, like, uh, I might be jumping a little bit, but I do think when it does look at, you know, Dallas's roster, they're almost a solid unit as a guess. Like, maybe a divisional round at best, but, you know, you have to put that uh, 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 paper uh, on the field. You know, get them ready, because there's some good names. They just got to get it all to mesh in together. So, uh, this game from uh, Dallas and Denver, uh, so aside from the starters, really, uh, I think a couple players to keep an eye out for is probably going to be the draft picks. I mean, especially, like, for me, uh, the wide receiver out of Alabama is definitely going to be the player I'm going to have my eye out for in, in the preseason, as well as the Cavante Turpin, who was the 2022 USFL MVP. He played at Texas Christian mm-hmm. University. This dude's definitely going to see the time as a kick, kick and punt return specialist, so those are two players I'm definitely excited to see. Yeah, that pass, I, uh, I think I shared with you uh, the video of uh, uh, the XFL, not that, the USFL MVP making a crazy catch yeah, uh, you did. You did in the end zone. And you did, and also the, uh, the punt return as well. Oh, yeah, that those are great. Those are great highlights to watch. I hope he gets the uh, opportunity to at least play. Well, they mentioned that he signed a three-year three deal. So if he signed a three-year deal, that's, that's got to mean he's going to stay. I mean, what's the point of signing, to, signing someone to a three-year deal if, if he's going to be yep. cut you know, within a month or two or mm-hmm. something like that? I mean, it makes no sense. But, oh, yeah, the NFL is definitely cutthroat. It is. I mean, especially right now with the whole Deshaun Watson situation, they're actually filing an appeal against it. Doesn't surprise me unless you live under a rock. Um, just to throw out there, Jalen Tolbert, you, you said Alabama. It's uh, South Alabama. Very different schools. Did I, did I say Alabama? Yeah, you just said Alabama, not South Alabama. Oh, okay, South Alabama, yeah. 
just wanted to throw that in for uh, viewers that may be wondering uh, if if he got that. Uh, uh, that might have been a mix-up, but it's all good. I, mean, I don't know if I said Sal Belmont or not. I mean, it happens to be all the time, but but yeah, it was, oh, yeah. it was our third round pick, and, mm-hmm. and you know, see the oh, he has a lot of upside. Yeah, and, you know the tight end that they got in the fourth round, Jake Ferguson. I mean, I saw the highlights. He's got great hands. He's he's he can catch in heavy traffic. He can mm-hmm. hold on to the ball. And you know, he's not a blocking tight end, and, and I said this on the episode that you know when, when there's a tight end out there that's not a blocking like tight end, he's not like big like the other ones are. It's, it's pretty obvious that he was not in high school. He was a receiver. Most tight ends mm. buffed, you know, the way they are, they can block. They were usually offensive line when they were in high school football because in high school football, I think it's rare that you see a tight end. Hmm, that's actually intriguing that you mentioned that because uh, coming from a University of Wisconsin that has all these like great running backs. That's something that uh, uh, kind of look at uh, closely with. I think uh, Jonathan Taylor ran uh, on the offensive line that he was a part of. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, Ferguson had a great career in Wisconsin, and I'm certainly yep. going to wait and see how, how he, he does. But the fact that the offensive line is already terrible with Dallas, and, you know, and now that there's mm-hmm. a lack of uh, – Blocking tight ends, I mean, that makes the situation difficult because Dalton Schultz is the same way. Dalton Schultz is, is a more of a catch-run tight end than, you know, block. Oh, yeah. Be great for fantasy teams. <laughs> Certainly, but the problem is if the offensive line is terrible, there's terrible blocking, there's no running game, mm-hmm. Dan Prescott's just going to be out there running for his freaking life. It's not going to look any good. I mean, not only that, it, it goes beyond the fact that I can't trust the offensive coordinator who just calls – the most ridiculous place in the, in the most ridiculous situations. I'm just kind of like, what in the hell was that? But. Oh, yeah. That's how I feel like. QB draw. Yeah, with the Cowboys, you know, going into the season. I mean, I, uh, as far as Ezekiel Elliott goes, I'm like, I'm not going to say anything about Zeke other than if he promises to have a great season. I'm like, yeah, you said that last year. You said that the year before. You know mm-hmm. what? I'm just going to believe it when I see it. I'm just not even going to waste time on Ezekiel Elliott. Same thing with Dak Prescott, like, because, like, look, guys, the, right now, these are words. I want to see results, and I want to see them on, on the gridiron. I don't want to hear just promises, okay? Not that I don't believe okay. it, even though I don't trust you. I mean, mm-hmm. I just hope you, you guys can do the best, because I really want to come in here and have to be so critical. I'd like to be more positive, but you guys, they're the ones who put me in that position, along with the, along mm-hmm. the entire team, I mean, even the coaching, so. Oh, yeah. So, as far as the Cowboys go, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think you predicted that they could be 0-4 after four games. They could be. Yeah, I mean, that, uh, overall, you could be right. I mean, you got Tampa in week one, and you got Cincinnati. Huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good luck with that. We, and they're both at home. Both, both are home games, too. I mean, that just doubles the pressure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with uh, Tampa Bay, Cincinnati. Giants could be one. Commanders, uh, they could be two and two at best, or as you mentioned, maybe I might be more optimistic on Dallas. Like uh, they may be one and three, or they could be zero oh and four, and that could really dictate how things go in uh, uh, Jerry World. Either way, it's going to be some content for the show, and uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be an attention getter. But mm-hmm. so, uh, with your Broncos uh, going into this season, uh, what are your expectations? So far, if you have any. My expectations are more that 
uh, it's been the same since, you know, the last few years. Try to be at 500 or get at least nine wins because uh, they have not reached anywhere past uh, seven. They've managed to just get seven wins once, and they've been mostly mediocre. I like to see them be more average uh, with Russell Wilson. I can't take my chances on them trying to be, uh, you know, 11, 12 win team when it's a very new coaching staff, brand new quarterback. All the coordinators have been replaced. So I'm hoping that they can get at least nine wins for the start. Uh, That's always been my expectations. And that's what Russell Wilson has been before last year. So, I'm hoping that they get a lot better, but uh, just have to see how everything, you know, uh, how everything gels. Definitely. I mean, you you probably heard me always still say great things about the city of Denver and the state of Colorado. So sometimes I almost kind of consider Denver to be my second team. I mean, for a long time, I think I, I considered the Chargers as my second team. Because you know, I, I do I do adore San Diego, but they're no longer in San Diego, and you know not oh, yeah. not to get political. It's just kind of sad. There's no football team in San Diego because I always say, well, San Diego is the only place in California that's worth going to now. <laughs> just oh yeah, out of the way. But oh anyway, yeah, <laughs> at least I got the Padres. So. Don't, I don't mean to disrespect any Californians, but hey, I mean, no offense, but. Mm-hmm. but but anyway. I have been to I have been to Denver. It's a very uh, relaxing state to be in to be, see the mountains, sunrise over them. Uh, it's just like it, it's very relaxing to be in. Uh, they don't want more people in it because it's just too nice for everyone to stay, and they don't want any more people coming in. There we go. But, uh, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure New York City. I mean, I'm sure like. All oh the, yeah. All the C's got their pros and their cons, but you know, more more cases mm-hmm. more cons than their pros. But now, in my case, I didn't put any heavy expectations on the Cowboys because you know, like I'm, I'm in a situation where whatever happens, I'll believe it when I see it. Because I gave up a long time ago putting these expectations because the Cowboys just ultimately failed. Copy paste repeat from what Alex said and put that with Denver, and that's basically what I'm at. Uh, it's, it's tough for you because you always remind everybody that since Denver last made the playoffs, which was in 2015, every team has made the playoffs with the exception of the New York Jets. Oh, yeah. Every every team. It's just like it's so depressing to see that they have basically shoot themselves in the foot and they just can't uh, replicate what they did in uh, 2015. Hell, they can't even be average. And their drafts sucked. Their free agents have flopped. And and with all the constant changes of coaches and uh, management, what positives are there uh, to say? I think last year I was close on their record. I said they would be 8-9 and nine with Teddy Bridgewater, but they end up being 7-10. Wow. I'll take being close to that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. The score was 30-0. Those 16 points, 
that it was garbage time stats. It's not even worth acknowledging. It was 30 to 0. It was painful. I think I was, maybe I was close on it. I said 28 to 21 on your, on your show on the score because I thought maybe they would have some garbage time points, but I was surprised when they won. And you saw my, uh, you saw my tweets about uh, the screenshots of all the passes that Dak missed. Yeah. I think more of it was the uh, leg injury. Yeah, because he was still recovering from that, yeah. Yeah, so, and you had, uh, I think it was uh, Ty- Terrence Steele, your right tackle. Yeah. Terrence Steele. He was a pl- he was playing left tackle in that game, and Jonathan Cooper basically ate him up. Oh, big time! I mean, ate him up a lot, man. Oh yeah, it was, it was just I was like, damn, Dallas is such a mess that they're losing to a mediocre team like Denver, and I'm a fan of the team. Right. It, it just like, damn, man. It, it, either I don't know if it says how talented Denver is or how much of a mess the Cowboys are. Let me go and give another uh, message from one of my sponsors that Cowboys Talk is also partnered with Fans Idea, where you design your own team jerseys for as low as $24.99. You can make your own custom jerseys in a matter of seconds through customizable templates. You can design the perfect high quality, and no skills are needed. You can start now. It's fast, and it's easy. So if any of you out there are ready to customize your own sportswear, just find the link into this description of this episode. You can start immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, last one will be at the end, but I'm sure that that, yeah. that that one's definitely gotten more popular with the supporters. But uh, anyway, mm-hmm. but yeah, this country is, is pretty much. But oh, pretty much. So now moving forward, uh, looking at some of the players to, to to look out for, you know, and I'm talking about the veterans. I mean, for me, Dallas, it's definitely got to be C.D. Lamb. But I want to see Zeke Elliott just do something. But I'm not like I'm not. I'm just not gonna. Ha- I'm just not, my my hopes are not high. Not one bit. Yeah, I think for Dallas, I'm looking at their wide receiver uh, chart. I think someone like, uh, I think with James Washington out, I'd like to see what uh, Noah Brown does or Simi Foyoko mm-hmm. for uh, possibly maybe wide receiver four or five. Uh, I think I'd like to see what John Ridgeway does from Arkansas. That you took in the fifth round. The I've heard a lot of, yep, I've heard a lot of positives from him in camp, with uh, his strength, and I watched the, some of his Arkansas games. He looks country tough. Like he he's a he looks like a big dude, and he definitely get uh, offensive lines a bit worried if uh, he keeps he keeps getting some snaps. You, 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 there's no way, there's no better description than what you just gave. He's country tough. Huh. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a pretty big guy, and the Cowboys need all the, all the help they can get on the defensive line. Oh, yeah. I think uh, another player to look at is Anthony Barr, who you just signed a few. He's actually on the physically unable to perform list, apparently. Mm. Well, you know, to be honest, I knew that. He, I, I knew that it's not like he's going to go to action immediately. I, I didn't expect him to be listed as going against the Broncos. I didn't. I imagine. I would not be surprised if he did not play in the second preseason game against the LA Chargers. And I almost said San Diego, but I'm glad I didn't. But I, I, I you're not the only one. 
That's uh, the job Mike McCarthy signed up for, uh, and uh, he needs to perform. I mean, the problem is he's, he's what Jerry he's what Jerry Jones loves more than anything. He's just another yes man. That's the problem. Uh, That's one of the problems yes, with the Cowboys. Oh uh, yeah, yes man, and also uh, you know he needs his uh, he, he wants to take on the much more sure thing. You know, like Bill Parcells, Jason Garrett. Uh, Wade Phillips. But Wade Bill Parcells was like the best coach we had, and, and he left because he could, just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, I think like, was, flirting with the idea of Sean Payton coming. Like, well, Sean Payton's not a yes man. No, he's, he's not. He's not. <laughs> he is not. I think that's hilarious. I mean, if if Sean Payton were to somehow become the head coach, it's Stephen Jones that probably you know convinced him to come. But you know, now I'm at the point mm-hmm. with Stephen Jones. Now I'm like, I'm starting to fear that he's starting to become like his dad. Yeah. I think, uh, too, it's like, you know, when it comes to these older owners and their sons take over, you want to get the ones that are paying attention to his, like, prime years when they actually do focus on the job. But their older years, they become more cautious, conservative, and just want to do the safe pick, not the risky one. Let's say Mike McCarthy gets fired and... They get Lincoln Riley or the Iowa State coach. Lincoln uh, Riley would, is definitely not going to happen because Lincoln Riley is now the head coach at USC. And oh, no. That, that's, that was a swerve he pulled on Oklahoma. That is a major heel turn right there in pro wrestling terms. It's like Hulk, oh, Hulk, yeah. Hulk Hogan joining the NWO in 1996. Yeah, I think more of it had to be that He's going to have a, to move towards a tougher conference like the SEC. And do you want to play Alabama, LSU, or Auburn twice a, a, a year? I sure as hell don't. I mean, it's a competitive league. I mean, the fact that the oh, Longhorns yeah. are ahead there, and the Longhorns finally get it together because if they don't, they're going to get eaten alive in the SEC. Let me tell you that. Oh, dear Lord. They would be much more well served than a sirloin steak. They look like a jobber, for God's 
Yeah, I, I think I heard the Longhorns during la- this this last draft. They had no players drafted. It's been a None. Long, it's been a long time since they've had like. Oh. Well, if a, oh. Yeah. It's God knows how long it's been since the uh, Longhorn has been taken in the first round. I think the last Texas Longhorn that was drafted in the first round was in t- 2013 when Kenny Vaccaro was drafted by the Saints. Oof! Wow, yeah. that is long. <laughs> that's yeah. a long time. So, not only you, as far as the uh, Broncos go, uh, who, 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 who do you have your eye on this season as far as a player that's been there for a while? Uh, for a player that has been around for a while... And I've actually heard some good news about him, and that is uh, uh, Tani Massey, who is a Fresno State guard. I've heard a bunch of praise uh, from him, either being a starter or being a a second stringer at worst. I think uh, another player I would like to see is Albert O from Mizzou, the tight end. Uh, knowing that Noah Fant's been traded off, he's uh, expected to be the next man up. And I think for the roster, I'm more looking into their linebacking core with their edge and their inside guys. Because who knows if Bradley Chubb is going to be the guy. Uh, Randy Gregory, who we overpaid. Yeah, but like the uh, the whole linebacking core is what I like to see out of the preseason because I think that's their weakest spot. And knowing that we traded off Von Miller, our edge has to step up big time because I think after the Cowboys, uh, lot after the Cowboys win, the Broncos have not had two sacks from their edge rushers since that game, and that's like I think that's like seven or eight games after. And they couldn't even contribute enough pressures, so that has to step up big time. It, de- it definitely doesn't. You know, speaking of Von Miller, I mean, Dallas tried to get him somehow. Buffalo, I mean, Buffalo overpaid him big time. Yeah, I think more of it had to be that they they couldn't wait on their edge rushers to uh, uh, to materialize. They had second and rookies going into another year, and they need to win now. And I think Von Miller is that win-now player for them. Yeah, totally. But the whole Randy Gregory, you know, the, the fact that you mentioned that he, that the Broncos overpaid him, I mean, the whole story, I mean, at first Dallas had a deal for him. It was, mm-hmm. he verbally agreed to it. And then I, I imagine he was about to sign. And then I'm guessing, I'm guessing that he would, if I remember correctly, he was told, or the Cowboys made a change. And I think that's how the story was. Mm-hmm. They made a change about some sort of clause in his contract. I forgot what it's about. But yep. I, I think it's like some sort of stay out of trouble clause, I think. Oh, yeah. He's had discipline issues. Yeah, uh, being suspended for substance. Yeah. I mean, see, I've defended him, defend him on the fact that, okay, I get it. He was, it was, he was smoking weed. Like, like, I didn't like how people were just burying him over that. I'm like, there's players who've done worse things, and they're gonna, they would talk to about Randy Gregory as if he was a criminal. Like, oh, yeah. As if, as if he committed mass, uh, mass shooting. I'm like, all he did was smoke weed and fail a couple of drug tests. It's not like he, uh, he was snorting coke or heroin like that. So, so yeah, it, he isn't the it, Dolphins uh, coach. It was it boggled my mind that everybody was just all over Randy Gregory as if he was that as he did all those bad things. But but still, regardless, a discipline clause I think 
was reasonable because of because of the past. So it, it was to kind of tell him, you're being paid, but you better not mess up because a lot of times when a player gets paid, they get they get out they get the big, the biggest paychecks. I mean, they're gonna go out and, and, and you know and party. So it was to kind of tell yeah. him, you're gonna get paid, but you better you, you better uh, stay out of trouble. So, I think those kind of clauses need to be in Las Vegas. Uh, more of their players last year was just a shit show. I mean, it should be in any team because players travel. They will travel. That's just true. Yeah. So, at first, I didn't understand. At first, I was mad, but then I understood, like, it's like, like, like again, I, I, it, it, even though, like, what the mistakes really regularly made, it was a precaution. Mm-hmm. I would have felt like it's a precaution for both the Cowboys and for Gregory because because if I was a player in, in Gregory's shoes, if I had messed up numerous times, I would mm-hmm. I would kind of see it. Well, you know what? This team cares about me. They never gave up on me when they could have just thrown me out the door because I messed up more than three times. They never gave up on me. So now I got to show my appreciation and I got to understand they're just keep they're just having my back. They're just trying to help me. They're paying me. Oh, yeah. They're just telling me to stay out of trouble. You yeah. Have fun. Live your life. Have fun. But. Don't, you know, don't go, don't go nuts. Don't go to the extreme. Oh, yeah. I think um, with Denver's situation, they actually have much more players in trouble uh, than most teams in the league. And that's my big worry with Randy because I've seen players with discipline issues that end up doing something that they ultimately regret. And... If Gregory can keep himself out of that, uh, out of the troubles and more of uh, production on the field, I don't think anyone's going to complain about the signing. I would say if they are in a win now mode, I wish they would uh, sign Chandler Jones, who's with our division rival Raiders. Like the contract they gave to him would have been the contract I would have given uh, uh, Randy. Or it would have been just a, uh, a swap of the two. Definitely. So, uh, and we spoke about this, uh, about Randy Gregory. Like, you basically think that this year might be good, but after that, it might go downhill for him. It could be. Uh, I'm just hoping that uh, just last year is what he is and not what the uh, issues were in Dallas end up traveling to him in uh, Denver. Besides, I'm still annoyed from uh, who's one of your guards uh, that we took in free agency. Um, shit, what, what was his name? Is he? Uh, he was with Dallas. He signed with Denver. Yeah. Here, I got the list right. I oh, remember. Um, no, not this guy. He's he, he was a guard. Yeah, he was a guard. He was. Um, it doesn't say here on the list in the departure list. That's weird. It only says yeah, I remember. Ronald Lair- Ronald Landry. Ronald, 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 oh, you mean Ronald Leary? Yeah, Ronald Leary. Years ago, okay. I thought you mentioned like this particular offseason. Yeah, I remember that. I was so upset when uh, we got him. He was doing good for the first few games, and all of a sudden, it became injury prone after that. It was like, what the fuck, man? I'm hoping that Gregory doesn't end end up like like uh, Ronald Leary. Because I will cry if it happens again. <laughs> I mean, some would suggest that when there's a player that leaves Dallas for Denver, something bad happens. Because oh, they, yeah. They mentioned this because back when, when Morton, the quarterback, left Den- Dallas to go to Denver, and then, then there was that Super Bowl where Dallas 
obliterate them. I think it was 27 to 10. I mean, this was back. Yep, that's this right. Was, this was in 1977. This was 45 years ago, but but then you know, uh, I don't recall a lot of players leaving Dallas to go to Denver. Well, like, well Tony Dorsett. Well, Demarcus Ware. I think Demarcus Ware is the only player where, where something good happened. At least one of the very few. And when yeah. DeMarcus, and when Demarcus Ware went to Denver, I was actually happy because the whole story is the Saints offered him a massive deal. The Washington football team offered him a massive deal, as did, the, as did uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. He said no to all of them. He said no because he did not want to go against his former team because he understood the situation Dallas was in. He he understood that he was released. He he said it, yep. it was just business. And he and, he, and by going to, besides by going to Denver, he knew he he could he was in a position to win a Super Bowl. Now was it difficult because this was right after Dallas, right after Denver, that, and I hate to bring up this, this Super Bowl when the Seattle against Seattle, how bad that went, but still, I still feel like Denver was still a team at the time that time that could have gone back to a Super Bowl and win it, and they did. They didn't do it this, the following year, but they did it in twenty fifteen. So, so oh, they yeah. salvaged it, like they redeemed themselves. So forty three to eight, you really don't have to worry about it anymore because you went on to win the Super Bowl in twenty fifteen. It gets a team that's definitely yeah. favored over Denver. I mean, Carolina was favored, let's be honest. Yeah, you know what's funny is that that Super Bowl against Seattle was the only time I ever turned off a Broncos game. The only time I've ever done that. I have not done it since, but it was the only time I ever just, like, watched the game. And, and I think by the time I think it was, like, 36 to nothing or – 43 to nothing, I just like flat out turned off the TV and just played Madden because it was just yeah. so embarrassing Demarius, to watch. Demarius Thomas, like, you know, scored you know, that touchdown, you know, like that. I mean, um, I still ask myself, how the hell did it go so down? I think the first mistake was a, uh, was a, a, a botch snap. Botch snap it, that, that went, that went back. That went, over Peyton Manning. Yeah. It went right, it, 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 it was like a missile that went right past Peyton Manning and, I think it was no Sean Moreno fell on the football and the Seahawks players touched him down. It was yeah, just like, and that's considered a tackle. Yeah. Oh God. It was just terrible. Yeah, that was the worst. That was the worst game I ever saw in my life. And, 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 returned that, and then I think it was Percy Harvin returned that kickoff. I'm like, Jeez. yeah, and I, I remember I was living in a dorm, you know, with all the dorm people, like we were watching the game. I'm just like, they, they were asking because I was the journalist. Like, well, what do you think of this? I'm just like, well, right now there's no story. I mean, we gotta wait till the end of the game. I told him, let's wait till the end of the game, and I'm like, and then at the end, how it went, like you see, that's why you gotta wait. Now we got a story. And oh like, yeah. Hey, yeah, and, I, and I'm sorry I had to bring it up, but you know, but, you know <laughs> I'm not. But again, time heals old wounds. Time I mean, heals all wounds. You guys went on to win the Super Bowl in 2015, you know, 20, yeah, in such a brilliant defensive effort. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So when Demarcus Ware left to go to, to play for the Broncos, yeah, I, I I thought it was great for him. He did and finally got his ring, and then he, he came back and signed a one day deal to, to retire as a Cowboy. So mm-hmm. so see that that's why I consider Demarcus Ware to be my favorite my favorite player of all. Uh, oh yeah. Growing up, I always say if you have a favorite player growing up, it's got to be a player that you watched. And for me, it's Demarcus Ware. It's it's Demarcus Ware, and then and then it's a tie between Winton and Tony. But but Demarcus Ware mm-hmm. signed his jersey as a kid. And I, I, mean, I still have it. I did wear mm-hmm. it when I was at school in college. I still have it. I haven't worn it in a while, but I still have it. But DeMarcus yeah. Ware has always been an influence to me. I may wear my DeMarcus Ware Broncos jersey for the Broncos and Cowboys preseason game. I mean, if, if, <laughs> if, if, if by some freak of luck, if, any, if you and I go to a game with it's Dallas versus Denver, then that's what we need to do. 
Oh, definitely. We, ooh, that would be fun. Um, yeah, I think uh, when I looked back at that 2015 season, it was amazing, but frustrating as hell. Because uh, we had a bunch of turnovers with Peyton Manning in that season, and we had a I think it was average, mediocre at best from the offensive side, while the defense was just, you know, raising hell. And we had a lot of things going our way. Pittsburgh without A.B. and Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Patriots, lucky enough to even play it against them and win. Carolina Panthers was actually a surprise because I thought they would do more running QBs. Uh, plays, but they didn't, which uh, really made things a lot easier. And Von Miller, I miss him. Uh, I just knew that the team was, they needed to go in a different direction. I think after, I think after the last coaching change with Fangio, I would have liked to see him on a different team being competitive because it just went downhill. Just downhill. I think he's still second on the team in sacks when we traded him to L.A. last year. That's how bad we were. <laughs> I mean, the whole story plays out. I mean, Denver just hasn't been themselves since that Super Bowl win. It kind of seems like they win the Super Bowl. Like, all right, you had, you had, your, you had your fun for the last yep. few years. You, 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 you struggle for the next 10 years, and then you go back to being – and then you'll be back to being a contender. Yeah. Denver's tenure as a contender lasted from 2012 to 2015, so that's about four years. In 2012, yep. Peyton Manning signed with Denver, and i got to ask you about that. Like, how did you feel? What was your reaction the minute you found out that, that Peyton Manning had signed with Denver? I would say very worried about arm strength because it was a neck injury that affected his fingers. He went on a... I think he went on an interview saying that he couldn't feel the tips of his fingers and his throwing hand. That's why you see him with gloves Yeah. from his time in Indianapolis where he just held it barehanded. But the last one, uh, the last neck injury basically had him not feeling uh, in his fingers and his throwing hand. Um, I think I knew that he was a hard worker. Uh, you know, like his work ethic, he is, you know, very uh, pinpoint as to what he wants to do. And I think af after that, I think it was a rough start, but then we finished strong. I think we won 11 games straight. Uh, wish we won against Baltimore. Uh, I was thinking to myself, oh, yeah, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh but I had hopes that they would make it to a Super Bowl the following year, and they did. So it, it was um, it was a fun ride. And, and you remember that game well, in 2013 between Dallas and Denver? I mean, Dallas had like that a, was Dallas, fun. The worst defense. That was fun. And Tony just had to throw that interception at, the, at that particular time. I mean, yeah. Peyton Manning fooled the entire defense on that running game on that running play. It doesn't matter. I mean, oh, even, even even if you're not even if you're a Dallas fan, you have to applaud that. He fooled, even fooled oh. the refs. Fooled the oh, refs. he fooled, fooled the cameraman. He fooled everybody. He fooled the camera. How the oh hell, yeah. How the hell did, did that happen? Oh my God! They just don't expect him to run. 
Exactly. There you go. There you go. Exactly. You just don't expect the guy to run. But. Mm hmm. I mean, and speaking of that, you know, last time Dallas beat, Dallas beat Denver was in 1995. Hmm. Oh, yeah. During your Super Bowl run. Yeah. Probably a rougher year. If. Uh, probably from the Jimmy Johnson era. I think Troy Aikman. I saw an interview with Troy Aikman saying that, you know, I think his 1994 Cowboys were better than the 95 uh, team. Well, 94, the 94 NFC Championship game in the, in the third straight rematch between Dallas and San Francisco, I mean, Dallas mm. just immediately kind of shit the bed where they were down 21 nothing, and they almost came back. And then Deion Sanders got away with that massive pass interference, which, went, which the referee didn't yep. call. Barry Switzer, like, lost his mind, and there was a penalty on the Dallas bench, and then Dallas went on to mm-hmm. San Francisco one and went, ended up being in the Chargers in the Super Bowl. But then, you know, Deion Sanders signed with Dallas, and then Dallas went on to win, uh, went on to win in a beating against Pittsburgh. So I'm glad that we're, yeah. kind of, we're kind of doing a Dallas and Denver history from our perspective. So I think that that's the way to call this episode because it's a preseason yeah. game. I mean, we can't spend all this time talking about a preseason game, so I'm glad that we made, we're making the most out of this. But oh yeah, you know, it, those. I mean, I'm telling you, when I talk to those Dallas fans, you know, they I ask them, you know, in the '90s, the thirds, like they almost want to cry because you know, those games against San Francisco, like when Dallas beat them, thirty to twenty in 1992, and San Francisco was so heavily favored. The, mm-hmm. the how how muggy and muddy and wet you know the gridiron was, and Dallas wins thirty to twenty, and San Francisco. I think yeah, I'm pretty sure San Francisco was heavily favored. Oh yeah, that, I, that was the day where how about them Cowboys? You know, was born when Jimmy Johnson said that in the locker room. And oh then, yeah. And then next year the rematch in Dallas, and then Steve Young just Steve Young just got bullied. And I hate yep. to say that because you know, uh, you know, since I was bullied as a kid, but still, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, a football reference, you know, he got beaten up. I mean, Cowboys defense was all over him. Yep. And oh so, yeah. And Troy even got hurt in that game, suffered a concussion, so. So, yeah, there was some cost for Dallas too, but Dallas, thankfully Aikman went on went on to play in the Super Bowl, and there was that rematch mm-hmm. against Buffalo. And speaking of Buffalo, you know, when Dallas obliterated uh, Buffalo fifty-two to seventeen, I actually had no idea that Jim Kelly had gotten hurt that game and never came back. Like, well, that's why they got destroyed because if Jim. Yeah, there's the. If you're familiar with the highlight of, um, there was a slot receiver that Buffalo had. You know the one that where uh, I think Ronnie Lott or not Ronnie Lott, um, is the the defensive lineman uh, Leon Lett. Yeah, yeah. You know the play that I'm talking about where he runs into the end zone, but the Bills receiver knocked the ball out of yeah, his hand. Yeah. The QB that got hit was Frank Wright, not Jim Kelly. Okay, so so Frank Wright yeah. came in and and, and and came in when Kelly went down. Oh yeah. Yeah. And. I mean, Jim Kelly. To me, he's still he's still he's he's the. I mean, unfortunately, yeah, he's depicted as the Hall of Famer that can't that could win the big one. But you know what? Mm-hmm. I get it. He won he won four straight Super Bowls and, and didn't win. But you know what? He's still one of the best players of all time. I mean, a Super Bowl is great, but to me, to be a hero to the kids, you don't a Super Bowl ring adds to it. But to me, yeah. you don't have to actually have the ring to be a hero to me. The fact oh, is, yeah. you. You spread the message. You work hard. Unfortunately, things mm-hmm. don't always go your way, but you still make the most of it. So Jim Kelly, to yeah. me, is still deserves massive respect. I don't like people saying, "Well, oh, he never won the four Super Bowl." Who cares? He didn't win the Super Bowl. Four straight Super Bowls. He went, he went to one. I mean, going to a Super Bowl four straight times. I mean, who's who else? Who else is going to do that? 
can't be Tom Brady because Tom Brady can't get Tom four Brady straight. Didn't Jim, Tom Brady didn't do it. No, it, it, it's just like it's crazy, like how he, like you know, Jim Kelly, the only quarterback in probably my lifetime that just like makes it to four and then you know doesn't win them all. I actually want to throw in a fun fact about that Dallas game that you said, fifty-two to seventeen. Do you know that that Super Bowl has the most turnovers mm-hmm. uh, yeah. ever in a game with nine? Dallas, Do you know who? Dallas just was just all like, mm-hmm. the, the Dallas was pretty much like, we don't want this game to end. We just want to keep doing this. Yep. <laughs> Do you know what's a fun fact? That that was that um that's actually the current record with nine turnovers. Do you know who had? The second, do you know who's second? In the Super Bowl, the yeah. Turnovers. No. Well, who was who was in the who was uh, who was the uh, which, which team was it at least? Broncos. We had eight turnovers. No. Was that a ninety? The one. No. The first Super Bowl. Um, that we went to, 1977. Oh, against Dallas, 27-10. I mentioned that earlier. Craig Morton was the you, uh, yeah. you actually like broke that like you broke that record twice. Like you wow. caused the most turnovers to us, and then you did it uh, I think it was like fifteen years later that you uh did it again with nine. It was like it was damn. 18, 18 years. Well, no, I think it was but yeah, so imagine that. And now, now there's a pattern. So any Cowboy fan listening is probably going to think the next time Dallas is in the Super Bowl, they're going to break that record again. Like, <laughs> uh, you know what? It, it, <laughs> that's a pipe dream. But if, if that's going to happen, yeah. it's not going to be for at least another 10, 15 years. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's that. that... If a team has ever done that, then you're just going to, then you're just crazy to just keep them out there. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean. So honestly, this whole point, I get this, there's a bigger history between Dallas and Denver. I mean, not only from the respective teams, but the history of our teams, you know, combined. Oh my god, yeah. it is hilarious to me. I, I have to say, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this on your show. I've it, it's actually funny because like uh, the two teams of Dallas, Buffalo, Denver. Buffalo is actually a team that's starting to grow on me with Josh Allen as the quarterback. And he was the quarterback I wish that we'd taken in, in 2018. Y'all could have taken uh, him, too. I think you mentioned that. Yeah, the Broncos, didn't the Broncos pass on him, or the Buffalo took him before Denver could? No, we passed on him. Okay. We had the fifth overall pick. Oh, that's Buffalo right. had yeah. the seventh. Yeah, I know. Buffalo had seventh. And who did y'all take instead? Bradley Chubb. Oh. That, that uh, move is putting a ton of pressure on Chubb. And knowing we went through this whole QB carousel, we could have drafted Josh Allen. Dude, I could be seeing playoff games. I think Josh Allen, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Cortland Sutton. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, Jesus, let me have the uh, Josh Allen back in 2018. I don't have to worry about giving up draft capital for Russell Wilson, who's Who's good on his own? Come on. Well, John, the problem is with the whole Russell Wilson thing is that you know Russell Wilson is thirty, you know thirty, I think thirty four now. I mean, don't, I, I think he's in his mid thirties. Yeah. The whole yeah. Wilson experience might not last long. If we, if we are worse than what Seattle is on their offensive line, maybe. Um, 
I would say this. I'll take my chances on Russell Wilson uh, for like four or five years, then try to go through another possible rebuild. Now, Bear Man, I'm actually thinking of. Dallas, that's been going on for so freaking long. I'm sorry. What were you saying? Yeah. Now, I actually want to do this with you. And I want to see who has the edge in which spots. Like each position. Okay. All right. Quarterback. Dak Prescott or Russell Wilson? Who has the edge? Well, who has the, how's Denver's offensive line? Um... We're not bad. I think our main concern would be more on the right tackle position. I would probably have to say Wilson because as far as the offensive line goes with Dallas, it's a problem overall. If in your case yeah. it's only a one particular spot, it's not as bad. But in Dallas's case, it's an offensive line problem overall. But it's, be- it's beyond that. It's because, you know, with, with the offensive coordinator, who I don't know why everybody is always – I mean, again, he'll call, he'll call some, some of his plays are the greatest – but well, the Cowboys, mm-hmm. they'll drive down the field and all of a sudden they'll sputter. Like, we're in yep. field goal range. We either have to go for the field goal and we could have got a touchdown or we get pushed out of the field goal range. That's the problem, bud. But I have to oh, yeah. Wilson. I'm on that bandwagon, and I'm not just saying that as a, a, a Broncos fan. Uh, I think Russell Wilson, in terms of resume, he definitely has much more than, uh, uh, than what Dallas has. I mean, Russell Wilson won a Super Bowl his second year in the league. Oh, yeah. I think it also doesn't help with Dak Prescott's second year in the league that they took away Zeke Elliott at the worst time. Uh, that's just my opinion on it. Go back this whole Deshaun Watson thing. So, Ezekiel Elliott, see, as much as I distrust Zeke Elliott, I'm kind of like, whatever, yeah. I will still defend him with everything I've got about this whole case. The whole case mm-hmm. was dropped, and I think it was proven that his girlfriend was deliberately trying to frame him and trying to ruin his life, okay? Yeah. If the if the prosecutor's right. office dropped the charges and said that Zeke did nothing wrong, but the NFL still decides to punish him, what in the actual hell is that? Okay, the NFL can still make a decision of their own. What the hell is that? So he's innocent, but you're still gonna punish him. Okay. Did you yeah. really think that Zeke wanted to put himself in that position? No, he didn't ask for it. No. Some will say oh, yeah, God, he put himself in this position because he dated this particular girl, like. Well, how did he know that she was gonna that she was gonna plan to do this to him? It's pathetic. So he yeah. was appealing and appealing, got delayed, and then it, and then, then the suspension had, finally had to take place. I'm just like, what the hell was that? Yeah, I think there was a dispute between uh, Jerry Jones and Roger Goodell at that time. That's how long ago? This is like an old school professional wrestling feud, a feud that, that lost for so long. That's, oh yeah. That's never even though like uh, even in retirement the two guys still still can't stand each other. Except this is oh, like, yeah. this is like an old school wrestling from back in the day when people didn't mm-hmm. know how pro wrestling went. People back then thought if a villain actually won the title, they actually thought the bad guy won the title and he was really a bad guy. Yep. But still do not call it fake. It is not fake. Don't mm-hmm. ever, ever call pro wrestling fake. If you think it's oh, fake, yeah. if you think it's fake, step in the ring, take a couple of bumps. You'll see how it is. You won't even last. You oh, yeah. last ten seconds taking a bump. Yeah, I think kendo sticks really hurt your back. I think I saw uh, Tommy Dreamer oh. once. Uh, re- one of those old wrestling magazines I used to get as a kid, and Tommy uh, Tommy Dreamer smacked this uh, 
I think intern or something in the back with a kendo stick and you see like the markings of the stick on this poor guy's back. I, I do hope that uh, he did get a little bit of an extra uh, money in his pocket <laughs> after taking those uh, beatings. I mean, I've never heard that story about Tommy Dreamer, but, but yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, a, it was like an old magazine I saw like from the mid-2000s. Okay. I used to get them as a teenager. I can't remember which one, and some of those painting, uh, pictures were like faded. Tommy Dreamer, the inner, known as the innovator of violence, the ECW legend. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. ECW. Yeah, go to ECW. Watch that stuff. Yeah, imagine yourself in those oh. positions. Throw, oh my God, they're they're insane. Yeah, they are Slightest edge, I might give it to Denver because I do it's like Javon. Paper, on paper, it's Dallas. Let's go like that. Yeah, on paper, it's Dallas. Paper, it's Dallas. I think if they use Pollard a little bit more, I might lean into Dallas. But like I said, I think both these two teams are like neck and neck with each other. No doubt about it. In terms of duo, I give it to Dallas. If I'm going individual, I could give it to Javante. Just a little bit of an edge uh, over Pollard. I'm not a big Melvin Gordon fan, and Zeke Elliott, you know, look, is looking a bit slower and slower. So that's a push for me, but Gordon and uh, Elliott. So I think in terms of duo, I take Dallas. If they use them more, I think I give the slight edge to Denver because I think they're going to use that run game. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver trios. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, or Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, and possibly Jalen Tolbert? Well, Gallup is hurt. We don't know when he's coming back. Still recovering this back is from true. ACL. CeeDee Lamb is now the man. I mean, even though Gallup is the one who got paid, I still kind of feel like CeeDee Lamb is the man. And I don't mean any disrespect to Michael Gallup. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I gotta mention this. You know, I was so pissed off about Amari Cooper being traded, and now there's all the stories that Amari Cooper got hurt. Now, now the injury bug is starting to hit him right again. So now people are gonna start asking me, well, how do you feel now? I'm just like, I don't care how many times Amari Cooper gets hurt. The fact is, 
I mean, first of all, I don't, I don't know who's who's paying out the remainder of his contract. But if it's Dallas or if it's Cleveland, if it's Cleveland, then I guess that makes me feel better. But still, the fact is Dallas got nothing out of it. But it's a terrible it, trade. It was a terrible trade, but no, that's Dallas for you, right? But anyway, oh, yeah. it's it's difficult to put, pinpoint this one because again, there's no offensive line. Dak Prescott is inconsistent, and his accuracy sometimes brings up like that. But, De- yep. but considering Denver went so long without a quarterback, but now they ha- now they do, so I think that Denver has to have the edge now because it's Russell Wilson. But if you mentioned the offensive, I, line, the offensive line problems with Denver, that also too. So I think on paper it can it, it can be 50-50, but I think overall it could go to anybody. It, it's hard to pinpoint exactly because there's all these talking points you got to point out, but yep. you got to bring up the problems too. So I, I think it's basically it's a stalemate between those two in the wide receiver court. Oh yeah, I think I think if Tim Patrick didn't tear his ACL in the uh, uh, during practice, I may say Denver like uh, uh, unanimously. Um, if Michael Gallup is wide receiver one, I definitely give Cortland Sutton the edge. If it's Ceedee Lamb, I might no oh, kitty. Um, if it's Ceedee Lamb. I may still go with the. Uh, I still may go with the uh, Sutton on that, but Ceedee Lamb I think has a much more higher upside. I'm a little bit worried with Sutton's leg injury. Cole so. Guy, I actually keep an eye out. He went to SMU, which is in Dallas. So and I just I watched him play once against North Texas. Even though he destroyed North Texas, but still, you know, I have to respect it. He he did his job. I mean, North Texas was all, oh, yeah. they're, they're they're the ones that let him do what he did. It's not like. It's not like he had a break from the referee or anything, but oh yeah. But it, it, I was actually surprised <laughs> that he fell to the second round. To be honest, I thought he would go to Dallas, but he was drafted. Was it in twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen? Yep. Okay. Twenty eighteen. Well, Dallas did not have a first round pick in the twenty eighteen draft. No, they did. They drafted Leighton Van Der Esch. Oh, right. oh, I, I, okay, I, I'm mixing that with twenty nineteen. Okay, because it was part of that Amari Cooper. Uh, Thingy. Okay, yeah, we got yeah. Leighton Van Esch. Yeah, that's right. My, my, my bad, but... No, you're good. <laughs> yeah. You're uh, good. But Corwin Sutton definitely was in the picture because, you know, it's, it's an SMU guy. And, I mean, would Dallas really pass up the opportunity to draft a... I wouldn't say he's a hometown guy because he didn't grow up in the Dallas area, but he, wasn't, he played mm-hmm. also there, so he's still considered a home team caliber... Home team boy. Yeah. These experts would say the Southern thingy. But... Having Sun would have been great, but I I'm not sure like because we did need a we did need a receiver going to 2018 because you know Des Bryant you know we, we didn't have Des Bryant anymore, right? Yeah, so I kind of feel like you know what we could have gotten Cortland Sun if we had the chance. I think Cortland Sun certainly would have done great with Dallas, but we took Lane Van Resch. But Lane Van Resch, the problem is he's a good player and he just can't stay healthy. Although miraculously last season he he managed to make it through last season without getting hurt. Oh yeah. The fact that he he accepted such a low discount deal, much like Anthony Barr, I, I feel like it's it's the same situation because Lane Benrash knows he's got to prove himself, and I, I think he oh. knows that like, you know what this is probably the only opportunity I have. It's three million. It's not that much, but you know what? It's it's fine. It's better than nothing. If I can play yeah. and stay healthy, I can get the bigger payday. So so you got to applaud Lane Benrash because Lane Benrash could have you know said no, I don't want this there, but you know Lane Benrash knows the situation he's in, so you you got to applaud that. I mean, knowing his whole story, how. 
played in a small town in, in Idaho and then, you know, walked on at, at, at uh, Boise State. You know, the humble yep. story, so he knows. So he, he's still that way, so I applaud him. But mm-hmm. So I, I think either way, the Cowboys made a judgment call. But I, I yeah. still feel like Lane Van Rush overall, I, I wouldn't put him as a bust because he, he, he got hurt and had the neck problems, but he still played oh, yeah. his ability. I think I think Van Der Esch is a I think he's a good player, decent. Uh, uh, when he's out there, I think uh, I think for him to be a part of the uh, Dallas defense uh, should be interesting to watch uh, for the boys. Uh, now I have a question relating to 2018. Would you have taken Sutton, or would you have still trade the first round pick for Amari Cooper? Probably would have gone with Cooper because at least Cooper was experienced. That's fair. Now he was with the Raiders. Now Cooper at first had started off his career with the Raiders. Well, I'm not sure yep. exactly what happened, but he um, he was like. It was a weird thing with the Raiders at that time. He was a he was a thousand yard receiver in his rookie campaign. Uh, second year, it's actually weird when I say this. He may have gotten more yards, but Michael Crabtree, who was there at the time, got more targets. Crabtree was like the experience was the more experienced veteran, I think. Oh, for Michael sure. Been, is he still in the league now? Is he? No, he's retired. Okay, because I, I haven't heard about him in a long time. I mean, he played drafted by San Francisco, and there was that there was another drama saga. He didn't want to play with San Francisco, but they eventually, eventually. Oh eventually, yeah, when they got rid of uh, they got rid of Jim Harbaugh. No, when he was drafted by uh, San Francisco in uh, two thousand nine, I think. Oh, oh, um, you know what's weird? I actually got late into football, so I don't know much about. From like past the 2010s. All right. Well, I mean, either way, but you are right. I mean, when, when, okay, getting rid of Jim Harbaugh was the stupidest, and I mean stupidest mistake ever. But the problem is, Jim Harbaugh was not the problem. Okay. The front, he was not. The front office was the problem. It's see oh, yeah. the same thing with the Eagles. So Jim Harbaugh was in the same situation with the Cowboys, like, as you will see with the Cowboys. Like, he's like, all right, mm-hmm. well, I'm out of here. Because yeah, Harbaugh is not, not a. They did not want to let him do his job. I mean. San Francisco goes so long to being a below average to a mediocre team. Here comes Jim Harbaugh. They go from that, they go to the NFC Championship. They would have won it if it wasn't for that fumble. Okay? Yep. And then they go back next year and win the Super Bowl when they unfortunately came up short. Okay? Yep. Jim Harbaugh made San Francisco relevant. Okay? And then the front office, through those egos, just had to throw it into the trash. Flush it all down the toilet. And, I mean, San Francisco went bad again. He was... The whole drama thing with Colin Kaepernick, I mean, you know what? I don't even want to hear uh, that. I, I, I mean, yep. the fact is, I already made a mistake you know, going on yeah. like, like that, and, and, and I will have to uh, do something about that. And mm-hmm. But let's be honest, Kaepernick was terrible. He lost his job to a guy named Blaine Gabbert, okay? Oof. So, so stop. Oof. Okay, so the whole situation, stop making it about that particular thing. Stop making it look like it yeah. this. He lost his he lost his job because 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 he was not good, okay. And stop saying he never had opportunities after that. He did. 
the Ravens, I think, yeah. ran for a workout. The Seahawks, I think, yeah. ran for a workout. He, I think his, his demands were too high. He says, okay, well, you know what? No, we're not going to yeah. do anything. Yeah. Like, seriously. Now, that's why I said, well, do your own damn research. Stop listening to the crooked bullshit media, for God's sake. Yep. <sighs> Let's um, segue out of that. Uh, for the next one, I'm going to ask tight ends. Dalton Schultz or Albert O? I would say Dalton Schultz has the clear edge over Albert O because Albert O is a complete unknown. Probably. And speaking of Dalton Schultz, when he first came to the league, I was so hyped up. Everybody was kind of like, okay, we get Mm -hmm. Alex. You're excited because he's a Stanford kid, which means he's smart. I'm like, I'm not excited Mm -hmm. because he's went to Stanford. Okay, well, he went to Stanford. That's great. I'm excited because he's got skills. I mean, yeah, I get it. He went to Stanford, which means he's obviously – Definitely highly intelligent because you have to be intelligent to go to Stanford. You can be the best yep. player in the you can be the best player in the country. If your grades are not good, Stanford won't take you. you obviously, you got to be extremely smart to get into Stanford. So obviously, Schultz mm-hmm. went to Stanford and graduate. Then you know he's he's highly intelligent because it's a highly sophisticated school. But their football program is a mess, though. It, it is. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't paid attention much to Stanford, but. Schultz is definitely a player, you know, and, and Schultz has been unhappy. I think he's back with the team, but at first he was unhappy about his contract situation. Schultz oh, yeah. does deserve better. He has proven himself. I think he's he, he said, like, I'm going to play through this tender. Maybe, like, maybe I'll play it like that. I don't want any trouble because, you know, I mean, if, if that's the case, and I don't tell Dalton, well, you know, God bless you, man. You know, oh, for sure. Through it, I said, look, if you play throughout this season, if the Cowboys don't want to pay you, just he, he, he has a good market. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to find good tight ends. So. Yeah, it is. So. Yeah, so, so Schultz definitely has the edge. There's no doubt about that. Oh, yeah. Now, let's get to the big one, the offensive line. Whoa. Dallas. <laughs> now, I'm going to read off the names for Dallas, uh, and I'm looking at this uh, website called Our Labs, which has a variety of de- uh, depth charts for every NFL team. So the names that are listed from left tackle to right. Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, Tyler Bass, Bastes? Yeah. Uh, the center. Oh, the, 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 the Biotic, I think. Biotic. That's, that's how the announcers say it, so I imagine that's how it's Yeah. Saying. The guy that kind mm-hmm. of poised to be the next Travis Frederick. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Zach Martin and Terrence Steele. Or... Denver's, Garrett Bowles, Dalton Reisner, uh, Lloyd Cushenberry, uh, Quinn Montez, and Billy Turner. Well, the offensive line for Dallas, again, the whole situation is bad. I mean, from what we saw last season. Yep. If miraculously the offensive line is great this season for Dallas, I mean, I gotta take full responsibility for that. If, if the running game is good and Dak Prescott's just throwing touchdowns or long passes left and right, but that would mean that Dak Prescott yep. broke on his consistency. So I, I, I'll take, I'll give all the credit. Like we all know, like mm-hmm. I'm not a Dak Prescott fan, but I will give him the credit where it's due, no doubt about it. I don't like saying I'm not a fan, yeah. but it's quite clear that I'm not a fan of him. I'm all, mm-hmm. you know, I am a fan, but I'm not a huge. I'm like, I'm not like you know, not a diehard. You know, Dak Prescott's the best kind of best player, the kind of guy. Yeah. Because, you know, be honest, he's not the best quarterback. He's not Patrick. He's, he's, not he's been all the pack. Yeah. He's been all the pack. Yeah, 
the problem is he should, he, his inconsistency is the problem. But the problem is also the thing is it's not just him; it's the offensive line and the coaching. So, so as much yeah. as I'm critical of Dak, I mean, I always say it's not just him. But I think the offensive line right now it, it goes to Denver because the the situation with Denver doesn't seem to be as bad as Dallas. I'm I'm close to agree. I am agreeing with you on that. I think centers a wash. I think um, I think the right tackle position is a wash. I may give Denver a slight edge, but uh, I don't know how they're going to be with Russell Wilson with more of his scrambling abilities, looking for the big play. I think Dallas wants to get some uh, – wants to avoid the sacks. So I would say if Russell Wilson uh, can do all the quick passing, I think I give Denver the edge on the offensive line. No doubt about it. Now, defense, whose edge do you like more? Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory, or Demarcus Lawrence, and I think this is probably going to be alternating with the next edge rusher. It's either Armstrong or Fowler or Sam Williams. Dallas has a lot of exciting names, don't they? They do. I think that's why Dallas has the edge, because that's on paper right now. Like, I feel like Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory, I mean, <laughs> another little pro wrestling fantasy right now. See them as a tag team. As like a big guy, big two football guy tag team. Which could work, but we'll have to wait and see. Right now with Dallas, Dallas has so many names on defense. You know, and I've, I've got the list right here. I mean, you got Micah Parsons, you know, who, who could also, you know, excel as a defensive end because, you know, he was a defensive end when he was in high school. You got Armstrong, yep. Fowler, and Fowler was one of the free agency signings, which was actually something good that Dallas did in the offseason. So got yep. Chauncey Goldston, and I, I don't know, I don't even remember if he even played last season. He got Neville Gallimore, but hopefully he can stay, he can stay healthy. Saving mm-hmm. Tristan Hill, we haven't, Tristan Hill, the fact that the Cowboys haven't given up on this guy, I'm like, I just hope that this is finally it for him. And Demarcus Lawrence needs to stay healthy too, and he needs to put up the numbers. And and then also Alti Gazua, who by the way is a, I think a two-time state wrestling champion in the state of California, which is great. Ooh. So you got Sam Williams too. So yeah, there is defensive line talent for Dallas. So Dallas has a plethora of riches. So hopefully oh, yeah. it works out. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, I am thinking of more of. I think for the first yeah. time, the first time in nearly four months, it's actually raining where I'm at. Ah. Uh, get the get the rain. Yeah. So I I would say. I say Dallas gets more of the edge because they have much more notable players. I think if Bradley Chubb doesn't have the injury bug, I may give a little bit of an edge over Demarcus Lawrence, but overall it's Dallas. And just to say too, with the interior D line, Dallas gets the edge in that one too. Over Denver. They have a bunch of uh, unknowns outside of maybe DJ Jones. But they just have a lot of unknowns with their uh, the interior of their D line. No doubt about it. Let's go to the linebackers. Micah Parsons 
Leighton Vanderesh. I'm going to probably put in Anthony Barr if they do keep him. Or Josie Jewell, either Jonas Griffith or Alex Singleton. Dallas, I don't even need to say anything. <laughs> well, as far as Dallas goes, I mean, there's also Jabril Cox, but, you know, he's hopefully he comes back. I mean, th- this is definitely a guy, and I think, you know, Malik Jefferson, too, is actually uh, the former, uh, I believe the former Texas Longhorn, you know, is also part of Dallas. I, don't know if he, I hope he's still there or not, so I, ho- I would hope that he can, things can work out for him in Dallas. Oh, yeah, he is there. I mean, he's, he's bounced back and forth, and he was, in, he was with Cincinnati in 2018 and went to Cleveland next year. Well, he was there briefly, then had a brief stint with Los Angeles and Tennessee, and that would be the Chargers. Had two stints, yep. actually, with the Chargers. And then was with Indianapolis last season, and now was with Dallas. So I'm really hoping he finally has, like, a spot here, because I don't, I want him to be here. He's, in, he's back home in Texas. Okay, yep. I want him, and I, I want to be here. I mean, he's from Mesquite, which is you know, which is right mm-hmm. by Dallas, so he's home. So I want him to succeed here at home. So yeah, it just kind of sucks though. He's on a team that actually has a almost an All Pro and uh, Micah Parsons, though. So, so that's I, a so tough. One. That's he's going to play a lot through the, the. So I'd imagine he's going to get a significant amount of playing time in the preseason, which I would hope. But you yep. you mentioned that the linebacker position for Denver is. It's horrible, right? It's never it's never been adjusted. And we play against some of the best tight ends and running backs that play in the passing game. Like, we have guys that can go running up towards the line of scrimmage and knock the running back back. That's when they're asked to cover... I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, when we have to cover them, good luck. I think that's, you I know. Think that's why Dallas has the, the edge. But still, it's, it's still on paper because Dallas can have the most talented team. They don't do anything. I mean, we've seen that so many times. Oh, yeah. To be honest, I wish you guys would trade Jabril Cox to us. So, <laughs> back in, in 2018, the Rams, you know, when the Rams lost that Super Bowl, I mean, that was, I mean, I can't say I, I was I was delivering pizzas. I was working, you know, I was kind of doing like the worst job ever. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you folks, delivering, delivering pizzas is not the best job out there. You're not going to make mm. – if people think, yeah, you're going to make tips on every trip, no. Okay? You are going to be screwed out of tips many times, and all they're going to tell you is get over it. Like, yeah, get over yep. This is how we pay our bills, you know, with our car. Yeah, get the fuck over it. That's all you got to say. Mm-hmm. Customers always yep. What a bunch of shit. But, no, I was, I was delivering pizzas. Yeah, I got screwed over on numerous tips. I mean, every mm-hmm. now, customers scribble up the tip part, and I was just like, I didn't care. I'm like, I'm like, I, I was like, you know what? I'm like, this is stupid. But anyway, yeah, so when the Rams lost that Super Bowl 13-3, to I mean, I, I felt like Los Angeles, this was their, this was their Super Bowl to win. Like, I thought they were going to win it. And then they, yeah. that highly powered offense gets shut down. I mean, you got C.J. Anderson, which is a guy you're very familiar with. And you got uh, Todd. Got a uh, ring with Todd Gurley. You know, very you know, and very good offensive lines. You had a running game and a passing game, and the, the Patriots defense just. I can't, shut it down. I, I can't say shut it down because that that offense never showed up. Did you ever hear the audio clip of uh, Sean McVay talking about how his offense was not doing well? He said this, and I quote, they're playing the same plays that the Bears did to us. And that Bears game, they lost 15 to 6. Hmm. So, but it doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, I'm sure a playmaker would say it doesn't matter. They won the Super Bowl last year. They won the Super Bowl uh, 
last year, but still, you know, seeing how just how the game went, how all the Rams just like that, that just tells like how the hell did this happen? Oh yeah, oh absolutely. Yeah. Now, um, the next one, secondary. Anthony Brown, Javon Curse, Malik Hooker, or and Trayvon uh, Trayvon Diggs, or Pat Sertan, Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons, and Kwan Williams. Who has the edge? A lot of talent again on the Dallas secondary. I mean, Trayvon Diggs, the interceptions is great, but. This is the one thing about Trayvon Diggs that people just don't want to talk about is he he, he does get torched, okay? Oh, he does. I mean, he's not perfect. Of course he's not perfect. No. I do no. believe he still has the potential of being a... Uh, he has the potential of eventually becoming a top-notch shutdown corner. He's just not there yet, and I, and I still think he can, he can still do it. Hopefully it happens, but... Trayvon Diggs, obviously... I mean, I also feel, don't be surprised that he has good hands. He used to be a wide receiver. He was a receiver when he first got to Alabama. It was actually... Oh, yeah. And I know the story... It was actually Coach Saban that, tra- that that transitioned him into a into a secondary player, and I think the story was Trayvon Diggs was so upset that he called his brother, and his brother just told him, I think his brother told him it'll be fine, don't worry about it. I I, I would be surprised if his brother said, well, at least you're still on the team, you have a role. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's that's you know, yeah. So I mean, look, I get it, and, and Trayvon's like, it's just, I, I don't want to knock him down. I mean, I get it. You <laughs> you love the position you played a lot, and then of course now you got to play a different position. Look, it happens, but sometimes somebody sees a talent in you that you don't see. I, that's the way I see it. Coach Steven saw something in Trayvon Diggs that Diggs didn't see in himself. That happens all the time. I'm, I'm told that oh, yeah. by some of my loyal listeners. I have something that, like, I will mm-hmm. never forget when somebody said, I'm, I, I'm so fearless and so well-researching, I should go to politics. I'm like, well, I said, well, if I go to politics, I expect everybody to say, rest in peace, Bear Man, because the good person that, that's me is basically dead. Because now I'm a sellout, I'm corrupt. The good person that, that that's me is gone, but yeah, yeah. So so Diggs basically uh, the, go back to the hands. We kept going off topic, but it's just so good to have you here. We're having fun. We're definitely we're definitely uh, yeah running, running this over, but it'll be fine. But oh yeah, the whole thing with Diggs is um yeah the hands the hand the eye coordination we know where it comes from now. Mm-hmm. I mean a, a lot oh, of, yeah a lot of a lot of uh, corner a lot of players that are secondary players were receivers. In high school, a lot of players are are I mean, this is a baseball term, utility player because they'll play receiver and they'll play they'll play cornerback. Sometimes a yeah. linebacker will also play running back. So, so oh, yeah. so that skill stays with them, and they, they think that in college they might not be able to use it again. But so so that's why Diggs still has that still has that little bit of receiver left in him. Yep. Yeah. But I think but, but to answer the question, since I haven't done it yet. I think the edge goes to Dallas, but the problem is, does Dallas, is Dallas able to take advantage? I mean, Dan Quinn, I think Dan Quinn, you know, really has a rich of, a, a rich of talent on his defense. Oh, yeah, I do think that oof, it's actually tough for me because I think these are very, very tight teams with the, their secondaries. I think if I put Diggs with Sertan, I'd put that as a push because I think both are great in their own right. That I can't separate the two. Another guy that Denver stole. You guys stole from Dallas. But, you know, I'm pretty sure Denver would say it's nothing personal, it's just business. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah, God, yeah. Uh, I forgot who. Well, Dallas, Dallas ended up getting Michael Parsons. So, you know what? I think y'all did us a favor. 
Oh yeah, I, and uh, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They got Smith and you've got an all pro uh, uh linebacker. But yeah, overall, mm-hmm. on paper, the edge, the edge is definitely overwhelming in Dallas's favor. But that's on paper. you got to keep that in mind because it's about the reality. The reality tells the story. This is true. And like I said, I think Diggs and Sertan are definitely a push with each other. Uh, I might give Kwan Williams maybe a slight edge over Anthony Brown. And I think that our safeties... Uh, oof. Oh, that's a tough one. I, I think I'd give Dallas a bit of a push as well. I like uh, Justin Simmons. There are moments where you watch him, and you might think, oh, he's, he's getting the, the receiver. All of a sudden, they're gaining like 10 or 15 yards more because he's trying to strip the football out. And Kareem Jackson is getting older to the tooth. He's uh, He's been in Denver for now his – fourth season and he's been in the nfl since i believe 2010 former houston texan i believe yep he was yeah, first round pick 2010 yeah i was in high school same a, 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 a lazy kid that felt the sat was useless that community college would be great and then of course i learned a lesson the hard way now, I want to put the last one in because this news just came out before we began the, uh, the kicking, podcast. The kicking position? Yeah, yep. I know. Somebody, yeah, I know. Apparently somebody that, uh, yeah, he had to come back. But you know what? Maybe he's better now. Let's let, At least let's let him prove himself. And uh, go, go, ahead and, go ahead and confirm the news. Yeah, so Brett Maher just signed with Dallas after trying out with four other kickers. And I think he's going to be competing along with, uh, I think with another rookie as well. Uh, Dallas needs a kicker real bad. I mean, I don't know why Dan Bailey, they even give Dan Bailey a call. Is Dan Bailey even still with Minnesota? I doubt it, but he was not that great. I mean, the rise and fall of Dan Bailey. I mean, Dan Bailey was basically at one point the best kicker Dallas ever had, the best kicker in the NFL. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you know what? Dan Bailey did had a hell of a career. He, he did great, set records. So no matter how bad things ended for him, overall, Dan Bailey did amazing. Oh, Not sure. Not Dallas be forever grateful, but the entire like football fans should be grateful because he made an impact. He oh, absolutely. He came outdoors, so. Mm-hmm. But you, if you're gonna have a competition, you always need four. You need at least four kickers. Almost yep. like the four horsemen. You need the you need four kickers because this the kicking position is crucial. You need to give that competition all the seriousness possible. You gotta take it seriously to the max. Right? Oh yeah, you you can't uh, go into the year thinking any kicker can, you know, uh, make every field goal every week, and uh, replacing a good kicker. Oof, oof, that's a that's Somebody a tough. Somebody ask me because you know I'm a soccer I'm a soccer junkie. You ask like what's harder, kicking a, a penalty shot, a soccer player, or kicking a field goal? 
Like, the problem is, it's a different scenario. You're, now, you're both, it's under crucial pressure, no doubt about it, but it's a different situation. But a penalty kick might seem easier because it's not as far, but here's the deal. With a penalty kick, there's a goalkeeper. He can move yeah. and block it. But the same thing goes because, you know, a defensive line can, you know, reach out and block it. So, it's somewhat, I wouldn't say it's the same thing, it's the same boat. Same yep. boat, similar situation, different set of circumstances. That's the way I put it. I used to play soccer, and... I just got this. Uh, Marshall Lentz has just been arrested. Apprehended in Las Vegas. Driving under the influence, allegedly. Damn. Allegedly. Guys, allegedly. So before we go, on, before any of you go on social media, it's alleged. You know what's actually funny is that earlier we talked about Las Vegas needing a, a clause in their contract to make sure they behave, and all of a sudden this news comes out. I that is just the most hilarious thing. If I was a player playing for a Las Vegas team, if my guaranteed salary after taxes and everything was twenty-eight million after. 28 million a year guaranteed after all the tax and everything, I would tell them, guys, I don't even gamble. I don't even want to go to the casinos. I'd rather go to the shows. Yeah. I'd rather do all those other things in Vegas. I don't go to, I'm not, I might, I might maybe do some betting on other teams like that, like, but if, if, yep. if, if, if players are allowed, I mean, I'm not going to bet on my own team. I'm not going to pull a, do what Pete Rose did, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, I would tell the players, like, I would tell them, like, yeah, well, I don't gamble. Like, I'm not going to go to a blackjack table and just be convinced I'm going to win it all back. Uh, if I go to a blackjack mm-hmm. table, look, if, it, if it immediately goes bad, if I immediately lose $200, I'm like, okay, well, I'm done. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm not much of it. $200 is nothing, but still, I mean, the habits are to get in my head. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just invest. Yeah. I think back to the the yeah. kicking situation. Just having too much fun. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, as I said, but earlier with the kicking, I used to play soccer as a kid, and got to got to use a, a, the front end of your uh, foot instead of your toes to kick the foot, uh, kick the soccer ball, uh, you know, with, uh, just precisely to where you need to uh, to go. Uh, I actually want to try kicking a field goal uh, into uh, it, on the uprights. See how I do with it. I bet you have to put a lot of work into your hips uh, to, and possibly your back to just make sure that you uh, get a good amount of force and get that extra distance of, like, I don't know. For, for me, I'm not in the best shape, but I would say maybe 10 or 15 more yards if I put uh, some weight into it. It's, it's, it's really hard, especially with these kickers, but... Going back to that, so the Cowboys got Brett Maher. So right now, since the, the Cowboys definitely don't have a kicker, they if if, if there's mm-hmm. four guys, if there's a, I, mean, I don't know how many guys are competing, but if there's competition going on, because Zerline left to go to the Jets, and honestly, Zerline, I think Zerline is basically, I don't know how much he has. Left. He's got wherever he goes. I wish him nothing but the best. But yeah, the Cowboys don't have a I know he had. A- I know he had a lot of back issues, yeah, and uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's really at the end. Of, if he's really at the end of the, at the end of his end of his career, I don't want to say mm-hmm. end of the road because that kind of that kind of seems bad. Like, oh yeah, but Zerline, I know what you're saying. He's been in the league for God knows how long. I mean, you know, he was with the Rams. Well, they were still in St. Louis, so 
So Zerline's basically done everything he could. So you know, at this point, you know. That makes you feel old when uh, he, when it's like he, back in his days in St. Louis and just like right? Jesus, you feel old right now. Right. <laughs> but he's thirty-five years old. It's you know. There's some kickers that play into their forties, but yet again, but not everybody can be Adam Vinatieri. Let's be honest, not no. everybody. But, no. But so Dallas has no kicker, so Dallas has no edge. If you have, if you don't have it, there's no edge. Now, I actually want to throw this out with Brandon McNannis because that's our kicker. I have no idea why we keep him. He's not that great. He's never been, like, top 20 kickers in the league. And he's not much a great field goal range kicker. We had three different head coaches that he has been on. Three different head coaches want to see if he can make a 60-yard kick. He cannot do that especially in the Colorado weather that can make the football travel a lot further. And the wind, the, co- the cold wind, the snow. Yep. People think it's when, when the snow is falling, some, the snow can be, I mean, especially when snow is heavy, falling heavy, I mean, that is brutal. It's like dense water. Yeah. It's very so dense. Sometimes I still ask myself, why did the the kicker from Denver, who played with, who's, I think he's still with Detroit, uh, Matt Prater. Matt Prater. Whatever happened with him? Like, I know that he was in Detroit last I looked, but right. I do know that um, he's get. Uh, I know that he's getting older. With uh, no, it's not that. I'm asking, like, why did why did he leave? Why was he cut from Denver? Oh, he had a DUI. Oh. He uh, he had a DUI arrest and. Uh, after the Super Bowl loss to Seattle, they caught him and Detroit picked him up. Uh, was, it, was it his first offense? Or? Not 100% sure on it, but I do know that he was very depressed after that Super Bowl loss. It, 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 it is tough, yeah. And you know I said earlier about the weather in Colorado that may help him with distance? Because... Before Justin Tucker broke the field goal record against Detroit, uh, he had the high altitude of Denver. And I remember that game was against Tennessee, a very sunny day, and he kicked the field goal and it went through that broke the record originally. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was outdoors. That's how how the weather in Colorado is, is that they the high el- uh, elevation – can really make the ball travel a lot more further than you think. And you remember the game of Buffalo against the Patriots last year, the windy game? Yeah. So imagine the kickoff or a punt going in the direction of the wind and uh, where it didn't go towards like onto the wall where the fans are like where uh, players would jump up like Lambo Leap. Yeah. So imagine that football going over that uh, over that rail and into the stands. And that's Denver. Mm-hmm. Not even with the wind. Right. That, that, that's just the weather. The weather is unpredictable. Sometimes I'll say Mother Nature is just a little too unforgiving at times. Colorado is insane with the weather. I, mean, I love it the would be... I saw a photo of um, someone that posted up uh, the, uh, what is it? Uh, 
when they were at Denver, where it was nice and sunny, one day, and two days after they leave for the airport, all of a sudden it starts snowing. It is like, what the hell? <laughs> This is true, yeah. But yeah, you know, if anybody listening, if you if you fancy a trip to Colorado, Colorado Springs is a great place to go during the summer. The ski resorts, oh, big time. Only, I haven't been to many ski resorts in, up there, but Colorado is actually a state definitely worth checking out. Oh yeah, uh, I recommend it. I totally I recommend it. If, if there was a state that I would, I would probably have no problem li- living in outside of the state of Texas. It would mm-hmm. be Colorado. Regardless of how the political situation is in Colorado, Colorado is still beautiful. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But I think that, you know, but I think uh, we've kind of hit that point. So before uh, we kind of you know, close it out, I'd like to give the mm-hmm. final uh, message from my sponsor that Cowboys Talk is partnered with Paramount Plus, where you can stream live sports as well as stream your favorite shows from CBS, Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, and so much more. Plans start at $4.99 per month, and you can cancel any time. Yep. Subscribe now and get a free trial. So if you're looking to subscribe, just use the link in the description. Subscribe now and start binge-watching your favorite shows in just a matter of minutes. And Cowboys Talk is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. John? I want to thank you, but before we officially go, tell the folks where they can find you and tell tell them a little bit about your projects, your, your upcoming projects. So, uh, they can find me on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Um, you can find me as the Pro Football Explorer, which is my current project from the Critical Broncos fan. Uh, I'd be we're talking about the uh, NFL teams with how they set up their rosters, how they draft, how they perform during the season. I'll be having a uh, power rankings with each conference of the AFC and NFC. And uh, once the preseason is over, I'll be having a uh, I'll be having my record predictions for the season. So. Uh, you got to get started on it. Uh, I got all the pictures I need and got the platforms I need. Now I just got to put uh, the work into it. All right. Well, I look forward to see what you can do. You know, I'm always reading your work, John. Your, your work's amazing. And I want to thank you so much for coming on. And I cannot wait to have you back on soon. Uh, same here. All right. Thank you very much, everybody. And you all have a good one.